0: You're listening to episode 89 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you wanna take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Today we're talking about something that only 2% of the world has. That is a written personal vision. It's a painted picture of your ideal future. And it's easy to want to shortcut this, and most do, but the numbers don't support doing that. And today I'm going to help you jumpstart your vision, much like if... Your battery in your car went out, and I brought some jumper cables over, and we just needed to get it charged, okay? I'll bring the cables. I'll just need you to pump the gas when I say it's go time. I've been talking to a lot of talented individuals lately, and many who are high on the ladder of success, but who aren't where they want to be. And as I've talked about in earlier episodes, no doubt, since the pandemic, There are and have been rising workloads. There have been blurred boundaries. Some of these are the culprits of their burnout and overwhelm and suffering. But when we move beyond that and get to the point where I ask, what is it that they want? Oftentimes, the answer is, I don't know. And they know what they don't want. That's for sure. No more business burnout. No more stress no more short changing one of their priorities to serve another no more missing family meals and being present but their ideal future that that's blurry and they can't identify that so many are really busy and exhausted and overextended with where they are right now that their ideal is usually just getting through the moment that they're in and during this season where so many minds are on identifying a vision and the pursuant set of goals and getting clear of an ideal future that they can feel like this is just another line item in this massive list of demands and overwhelm. If any of this sounds familiar to you, it is absolutely OK. It is not too late to get clear direction on what it is you want for yourself in this next phase, or year. In fact, it's absolutely imperative. And it's very common to be high on the ladder of success and not be where you want to be and not know where you want to go. Things are changing constantly. And today, I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to provide you with a way to get clear of your ideal future and get your vision down, even if you've failed to do so in the past. Or if you're in a space where it's time to reassess your vision, your picture of what your ideal future looks like maybe you've been traveling with the same one for the last decade and as i said a lot of things have changed and you always have the opportunity to redecide and to give yourself permission to do that so i'm going to show you where to begin i'm going to give you the jump start we know why an inspiring vision is so important it's this navigational beacon especially when things get tough or when we get lost in the weeds. And a written vision also has been shown from a scientific basis to be able, that helps encode your brain to go fetch whatever your brain encoded with. So when you make the brain connection, when you're actually writing something versus even just putting it in your computer, what happens is that there is a, a evidence of a special encoding process that goes and is really creating a new neural pathway. In essence, Our life can only get as good as how our brain is encoded or uncomfortable to stand it. That is why it is so important that we go through this exercise. And I want to make sure that you find a way to do it as easily as possible, especially if it's seemed daunting in the past. But before we get started, there are some myths and mistakes that you want to know so that you can avoid some of the old world training and the old world approaches that some have towards vision writing. These are things that make identifying a vision for your work and your life so very difficult. And when you're aware of them, you will be floored at how easy. It's like a bridge goes up. So that's what we're going to do. Let's start with those, and then I will show you how to overcome each one of them. We're going to clear the path of the myths and obstacles that slow your endeavor down. Now, these are the differences in how I see the overwhelmed understand and approach a personal vision, that future ideal state, and the way the fulfilled do it. They have a very different approach. So listen carefully. The first mistake that the overwhelmed make when getting clear of a vision is asking the wrong question. They ask, what do I want to do? The question the fulfilled leader asks is, who do I want to be? And when you answer who you want to be and feel inspired by that, what you want to do becomes much more easy to ideate and to create. Who do you want to be this year? It's like backing up the bus. It's the difference between being like dropped in the middle of a forest and told to, you know, get your way out as opposed to being on the edge of the forest, being given a map, and being authentically certain and confident of this is who I want to be, this is how I want to travel across the forest, and who I'm going to be while I'm doing that. So it's so incredibly important to understand this distinction. And I consider it like backing up the bus. You're backing up instead of jumping right into what is it I want to do, instead asking the question, who is it I want to be? The next big mistake I see the overwhelmed make when approaching a vision and their ideal future is trying to get it right as opposed to getting it down. The overwhelmed, the hurried believe that you write a vision to nail it and arrive. The fulfilled leader understands a vision is about who you become along the way. goes back to that being. And again, you know The overwhelmed want to get it right. They want to nail it. The fulfilled understand that you simply have to get it down. And it's physically impossible, we all understand this, to, uh, to get it all right straight out of the gate. We can't predict the future. We're not soothsayers. And the fun part of a vision is understanding that it's editable by you at all times. You are in charge of it. In fact, the best versions are tweaked regularly for more detail and additional preferences. It's saying, I do want to be off every Friday. I do want to be able to leave at these times for my family to be available to and present to do whatever it is I want to do. I want to have more time for that. Do not get slowed down because you think that you must choose your one and only forever vision. And that's a thing I think many people make the mistake of like, I have this one opportunity, this one moment in time, and I have to land this jet perfectly. Don't get slowed down by overthinking it, is what I'm saying. As you give thought to your ideal future, be sure that you do this when you are relaxed and not stressed. I think that's one of the things, and we are oftentimes begin a vision from our left brain executive thinking capacity, and that does not allow for the creativity to flow. So make sure it is away from a workplace, from that where you are often doing a lot of your strategic thinking, because this isn't strategic. Another reason to get it down instead of getting it right is that when we write things down, as I told you by hand, that, that all of the science, again, shows that this is a stronger neural encoding and your brain seems to make whatever it is that you're encoding right, especially when we have an emotional connection to it. That's the way the brain processes. That's the language that it understands. So it's important, again, to Honor and be authentic in what you feel compelled and inspired, and to make the emotional connection. Okay, The third big mistake that allows others to get stymied is that we attach meaning or value to hitting the vision. it's It's saying that I am as good as the vision I write. I'm attached meaning to whether or not I hit this vision. And that is another reason why people won't want to put it down. They don't want to fail. So don't give it more meaning. Don't make it associated or attached to your value, your worth. When you do this, you're going to really have a big struggle. Why would anybody want to put something down when it might mean that I'm going to have a lot of self-criticism of myself? Your vision is not meant to be nailed and hit, as I, we said. Your vision is... And this goes into our next mistake, is that people want to be, specifically the overwhelmed, want to be reasonable. And they base writing and seeing their ideal state on their past with their current circumstances and what they think they can have when the vision is meant to be aspirational. It's meant to be one that you can hit. It is a, like I said, it's a North Star. It is a navigational beacon. It is up there. Your intention is to move and aim beyond it. When you're creating your ideal future from a place of overwhelm, you tend to make your vision really practical and really reasonable. It's like you can't handle one more thing going wrong. So it's very tight. I would say that this might be the number one killer mistake. You know, it's probably the most backbreaking for setting a solid vision of your ideal future. Too many I talk to are limited in their vision. They either don't think they can ask for it when they have so much already or that others are going to be hurt Or it's going to jeopardize something else that they've already worked so hard for. You don't know that because you have not allowed yourself and others to come up with the ways and the solutions yet. Many want to be practical and tell why certain things are unreasonable. Listen carefully here because this is really important to live the life that you get for the next, we don't know how long, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever you're given. And to serve at the level that you want, you must move from reasonable thinking to magical thinking. That's just what it is. You are a visionary or you wouldn't be listening to this right now. Am I right? The fact that you're listening to this tells me that you know you have potential right now, that you want to transform your potential into something. I know this about you. We all have that potential energy that we want to turn into kinetic energy, right? It's like a small child... We need to go get there that that you can see when it's time that the potential energy needs to be transformed or a dog that we need needs to be walked. There's all of this energy there that is the reason that we're here. It's the purpose that you're here. Switching to magical thinking is a first step to creating your own personal vision. Reasonable is for another step in the journey. Okay. If you remain a reasonable thinker, you will remain in survival mode. If it feels like jumping in the cold water, then take the plunge. If you want reasonable results, then think reasonably. And if you want magical results, well, magical thinking it is. And if you're someone who that sends shivers down your spine to hear the word magic, it's okay. It's okay. But you're probably the exact one who needs to embrace and needs to stop overthinking and needs to lean into something that is inspiring and no longer holds you back. You don't even know what your edge is. You don't know because there are limitations on your thinking. So be unreasonable. Not being magical in your thinking is often the reason that so many are not seeing solutions and are accepting stress and overwhelm as part of their job or part of the process of life. Now, the next mistake of the overwhelmed leader is choosing and leading from a vision that avoids failure. We talked a little bit about this. And the fulfilled leader identifies a vision from the place that success is inevitable you know, it's not what if it doesn't work out, but what if it does? What would I choose if I knew that my success was inevitable? If when you're thinking about your ideal future, it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, then you're right on track. There's this thin line between fear and enthusiasm. And we tend to always interpret it as fear. Enthusiasm is right there. Excitement. It's that inclination, it's that thing that says you are you are headed in the right direction. Go to that line. You know you have your ideal future when it makes you giddy. One senior manager said, the thought of that makes me giddy. I loved that word. Does your vision make you giddy? If it doesn't, then it's time to go back. It's time to redraft. That's when you'll know that you hit it. Remember that Einstein said that your left brain is to be the faithful servant of your right brain. Your left brain is, should be like, Oh no, what are you concocting? You're going to ask me to do that. That's when you know that you're on it. Think of your right brain as your CEO. Your right brain is the CEO of your life. Your right brain is there to create and the one that gets to assign the, the vision to the left brain to go execute. The, the left brain isn't supposed to be the, the, the visionary. Don't give it that power. Don't get caught making reasonable, practical goals right now. The hurried, overextended leader is always leading in the place of the left brain and thinking, what if this doesn't work out? And the right brain, the fulfilled leader and potential within you, that is coming from the visionary side. And it thinks, what if it did? This last mistake is really big. So listen carefully. And this is one that really, really makes it a slogger jam. In terms of order, I could have put it probably higher. But the fifth mistake I see is that many people begin by designing their vision with their professional vision first. They start deciding again, it sort of relates to the first mistake where what is it that I want to do as opposed to who do I want to be? The fulfilled leader crafts a vision from his or her personal vision first, before the professional vision. Remember that your professional life is meant to be built around your personal life. Your professional life is simply fueling the life that you desire and the life that you design. It's meant to support and be a facilitator to your one fulfilling life. So again, your work is to fuel your personal life, begin with your personal life, and then you will be able to Put your professional life around this. I think that so many get really stuck because, you know, there's this ideas that are concocted and and desires, whether authentic or not, I and oftentimes they're not because they don't fit together, is that the professional life is built. I want to do all these things. And then where the rub gets is that it it's not fitting into life. It's not working. It's not compatible. Doesn't complement the vision for personal world and personal living. And so then This is where people get overwhelmed, unfulfilled, living without it being true or an integrity with who they really are. So if you really go back and think about and avoid and use an approach in the way that the fulfilled approach a vision, you're going to find that this is much easier process than what I'm going to tell you in these next steps here. So let's just review the mistakes before we go forward. The first is that you don't have to get it right. You just got to get it down. The second is that you don't make your vision have to do anything about your value or your worth. Don't give it meaning it does not have. The third is be unreasonable. Be unreasonable and move into magical thinking. A vision is not a pass-fail. See it as your success being inevitable. Approach it in that manner. Not what if it doesn't work out, but what if it does? And the last mistake, again, and the thing to avoid and the way to approach it is to start with your personal vision and then build your professional vision around it. Okay? Those are some of the mistakes that we're trained to from society when it comes to getting clear of our vision and our future. When you invert these, when you turn these things upside down, these backward approaches, you will find that it can even be fun to do what we're going to do next. Now, I know for all you left brain thinkers, you want to say, let's ground this baby. Let's ground this thinking. Let's ground this plane. Give me some steps let's do that now. I've tried to put this in the most simple version. Remember, this is your jump start. This is me coming over to your car and putting the cables on so that you are able to pump the gas and to make this car drive. For now, I want you to begin to envision the future that you want for yourself and for your leadership. And it may not look anything like your present. Let me show you how you can get a picture of this ideal future of yours. So here are three simple questions to answer. The first is, who do I want to be? It's going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, the big idea, not what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And it might be even easier to answer that question by asking, who am I right now? By noticing who you are, how you've made decisions this past year, can Give you an idea of who you still want to be, who you still want to become. And again, why this question is so important is because your vision is much more about what and who you're becoming along the way than what it is that you're doing. What we tend to forget is that we have to become before we can generate or produce a vision or a result. In other words, we have to become great before we see the results. The results are simply confirmation of what already is and who we already are. That's all the work that you're doing. That's all the the growth and the involvement. The result doesn't make us the quality. It's the other way around. If you, for example, run a marathon or you complete a period of fasting or anything that you are attempting to do, you accomplish the result by being that in the first place. By being a quality or being a certain characteristic, you had to be a committed person. You didn't become committed once you finished the marathon or once you finished your fast. You accomplished the result by being a committed person. You already were an athlete. Your accomplishment is simply the byproduct of who you're being. This is why being is so important and it creates that identity of who you want to be and who are you going to be this year that's what will shape and actually is like you know the quantum leap that will shift the way you are doing and experiencing a fulfilling life this year if you initiate and lead a program at work that provides water to those in South Africa or to bring more health and well-being to your employees within your own business or team, you don't become a servant leader when those things happen. You're already being a servant leader so that you can do the things that you need to do to have that result. And that the initiative or the organizational help, that is a result of who you're being. So again, who do you want to be? It's such an important and better question. Do you want to be a loving spouse, a present parent, a conscious leader, a change agent, maybe a loving son or daughter? What qualities do you want to be? Who do you want to become? The question is so important because the answer provides the meaning also that so many have lost in their workplaces and homes. The question allows us to connect with our purpose and what makes us matter. And when we are connected to that, that fuels our fulfillment and well-being, which leads to our productivity. And then that leads to us generating our most important life-changing work, our reason for being here right? So it all starts with who am I being and getting that meaning back into our lives that for many has been lost. So that leads into our second question. I'm going to make it really simple. What gives me a sense of purpose and makes me matter at home and at work? What makes me matter? After getting your primary needs met, we all want to matter, right? So what is it when we attach to that meaning of what makes us matter? We're moving back into integrity with ourselves. We all came here with a purpose. There is a reason that we're here uniquely, divinely. There is nobody else like you. There's only one person that's going to be the, the ripple to touch another. So simply ask yourself the question, what gives me a sense of purpose and makes me matter? Start with at home and then at work. And your third and final question is what would I ask for if I knew my success was inevitable? Not when all the conditions are met and everyone else is happy. Again, move beyond. If I knew for a fact that I wouldn't fail, that whatever vision I see was inevitable, what would I ask for? When we connect to what our heart really wants and we put it on paper, strange things begin to happen. not going to go into all of that. We already know it's thoughts become things. Our thoughts have energy. And scientifically, they do things within our body physiologically, as well as connect with other things. Even your the piece of furniture in front of you has energy. So be aware. If you don't have to know all of the cosmic principles and universal and you know physics principles to understand that there is great power in you, but also great power in your thoughts and great power in identifying and giving time to your ideal future. It is not that you don't have an imagination or your creation or that you don't know. It really comes down to am i willing to dedicate time to this? So let's review your jump start. The cables that we're bringing over to the car. The first question is who do i want to be? The second is what gives me a sense of purpose and makes me matter? First at home, then at work. And the third is what would i ask for if i knew my success and happiness was inevitable? This is your call to action. Take 45 minutes this week to rise above the noise when you're feeling good and relaxed. Sit in silence and listen to the answers. Don't let this year pass you by without a painted picture of your ideal future. Don't let 22 be a repeat of 2021 and 2020. Your message, your gift, your talent, your platform, all of this is needed The world needs the greatest version of you at play, but let's start with you first. A wise man once said, you can't give a dollar if you only have 50 cents. We need to create the well-being within ourselves. We need to honor it is what our hearts desire. We need to take the time to restore and to allow ourselves to see it. If you haven't done it yet, you're not too late. Start here and in our next podcast, I'm going to share how you can have these conversations and Ask for what it is in your life and start incorporating the change when you know others will be affected by it. I know this information that we talked about today is helpful, but only if you use it. You can have someone come, I can come jump or cable your car, but if you're not putting on the gas on it and pumping the gas, it's useless. If you found this episode helpful, then share it with your team, your friends, and your family. Whatever platform you use to listen to this is. Simple, go there, hit the share button, share it with your friends, those you love and serve. I'm so grateful for you doing that. This week in particular, stay above the noise, care for yourself, identify your ideal painted vision and be well, bye-bye for now. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at ritahighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.